0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of uh, Revenue Ops uh, Alignment with ABM. Today we have Anastasia. Hi, Anastasia.
1: Hi. Thanks for having me.
0: From Enreach. Enreach is a ABM and buying intent platform. Uh, and today we will actually talk about um, how Enreach is drinking their own champagne, meaning how do they implement um, ABM, and how actually RevOps sits on top of that and enables ABM. Anastasia, tell us a bit more about you and why you are the um, best person to talk about RevOps within and reach with the mix of ABM.
1: Well, I'm a team of one at Enrich, so you, you won't have anyone else to speak to about this. <laughs> where RevOps right. is the um, so I've kind of monopolized the topic for us. But um, I guess my, my speciality has always been RevOps from scratch. So any org I've joined either had um, no operational support whatsoever before I've come there, or they had something, uh, but it was done by the CEO or they had something but it was completely disorganized so um when i joined enrich it was very much with the with the plan of setting up this function from scratch for them um and one of the one of the very first questions i've asked is um are you guys doing abm and they said no and i said ah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) why (laughs) um so we've um just one of those things. Like um, the guys have always had their own marketing flows, and the um SDR function has been very established and very successful for a very long time, even before I joined. Um, so ABM was going to be a brand new concept completely. So we kicked off the project. Um when was it now? It must have been April. Um, so we are we're well underway with it now. Um, and it's been it's been a journey, but I've, um, I think throughout it, I've kind of discovered exactly how much work is required from operations. When ABM is involved, it's like, you know, sales and marketing decide to do it. And then you're like, Oh, I actually have to do the whole thing myself. <laughs> Thanks guys. <laughs> but,
0: but tell us more a bit how, how. Enrich works and because I would, I would like to understand a bit about the platform. Mm uh and then how you guys use it internally to to run abm do you use enrich do you use some other tools Mm -hmm. would like to understand more on that
1: sure so where enrich is concerned um it's like you said it's intent data it's abm advertising so at the very core of it is the um, the advertising platform so even for folk who don't like intent data for one reason or another uh, there is this advertising platform that they can use and effectively what you do um, is you define your segments uh, like your ICP within HubSpot or within Enrich itself mm-hmm. um, and you create the content that you'd like to I mean most marketing teams already have their content right but you input the content that you'd like to um, showcase to these accounts, and then you target these accounts through advertising. Um, and the nice thing about Enrich, and which is why I like it as opposed to the, the tools that I've had to use in the past, is that it does a lot of the optimization for you. So where um, marketers would be typically used to going into the ad platform and going, oh, okay, this ad is not performing well on these particular days in this segment, and then have to tweak it themselves, Enrich will do that grunt work for them. Um, yeah. And then I guess the um, the other really nice thing is that we don't look at um, irrelevant engage- engagement. So where a lot of advertisers and a lot of advertising platforms will track um, things like impressions, uh, we don't look at that at all. We look at clicks. We look at the actual conversions, and we look at mm-hmm. significant. What you would call a significant impression so like a video view over a certain limit of uh, seconds or an article read where they've actually read some of the article rather than just had it appear on the page okay so in that sense a kind of time saving uh, money saving and the results are stuff that you can actually see tangibly rather than like an obscure thing
0: <laughs> so so let's explain a bit that because I know that there are different school of thoughts when it comes to that. Uh, And to simplify it, one is the one where you have topic intent data, uh, like Zoom Info, I think also uses that type of, where essentially, uh, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the expert, you're in this industry, but what I understood is that these companies buy a lot of data from different publishers. Let's say they buy data from Bloomberg and there is a lot of different type of uh, content that they will um, segment into topics, right? So then uh, if you go on Bloomberg on a particular article uh, and that article is in a topic, now they would, Cross-check that with the IP, right? So they would say, okay, a IP of the v- visitor. So they say if uh, someone from Google Village visits this article of uh, in in Bloomberg on this particular topic, mm-hmm. uh, that's th- th- that's how they can uh, let's say track the company and the topic. Yeah. Now essentially that's it right and then the idea is that it will be uh, they constantly monitor and whenever there is a spike in in a particular topic uh, in consumption that we signal hey this company might be in this buying intent of this particular topic
1: right yeah yeah that's it this is what
0: Enrich does also right
1: yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it does. Um, there is also, so that's, um, that's where topics and keywords are concerned. Um, mm-hmm. the other type of data that's get, that gets sold as intent data is like news. And mm-hmm. I have very strong opinions on this. <laughs> so I so it's,
0: called scoops how they call them, right? Yeah.
1: It's things like company X has just received funding or mm-hmm. company Y has just hired this person and, I just, I just don't think that's intent. I think that's mm-hmm. very, like, even from a personal experience of giving this data to SDRs, like, they'll call it, they'll do the outreach, and they're amongst thousands of others um, who are approaching these companies with the same message of, Hey, congrats on your funding. <laughs> and it just ends up going nowhere. So, yeah, um, it's one of those, like, I've just formed my opinion on this and I'm too old to change it
0: now. <laughs> um, yeah and I think uh, what matters to to what matters here just to dive a little bit into revops mm-hmm. is also the that we have this intent data but we need to build our first party intent data, right? Mm, exactly. Which revops comes in
1: yeah, so, that's
0: it. Uh, drive us through a little bit. How did you guys? How do you guys use Enreach? But how do you guys also do the whole first party uh, intent data in HubSpot for um, your company? You actually as RevOps manager.
1: Sure. So if you think about it, the goal of acquiring third party intent data or doing ABM or anything like that is to generate first party intent. At the company level, right? So the goal of us um, going out to a set list of account is to position ourselves as a as a supplier in the area that they are interested in already.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and secondly, to drive them to our website. And thirdly, because we're doing ABM, we have SDRs working in tangent, um, in tandem, even with. Um, Our marketing campaigns. So the third goal is to make the SDR's job easier, uh, because we're warming up the account with with all this advertising and um, all this messaging and all this content, and then the SDR goes in and they're able to convert them. So the overall goal is to get the account from a completely cold stage where they don't know anything about you or about ABM, um, or an account that knows about ABM but not about you, and have first-party intent associated to that account. Um, sounds very simple when you boil it down. It's, <laughs> it's not, um, effectively what we've done is, um, I mean, first of all, we've tidied up our ICP definitions and we've, uh, we've generated like an ICP profile for the customers that we absolutely want to work with. And we've called it tier one. Then we've generated an ICP profile for customers that we also want to work with, but not, quite as much and that's our tier two and then our tier three encompasses the rest of the icp so our campaigns and our sdrs are targeting mainly tier one and tier two these tiers we've defined in hubspot we've pushed them into enrich and enrich um, now runs the um, the advertising campaigns for us um and i guess before you go
0: forward um i need to ask you who decided and how did you decide this on tier one because it's like, uh, it's easy to say we have a tier one list, but a lot of the listeners is like, <laughs> okay, I also want to have a tier one, but I had so many back and forwards with my team that I gave up. So what worked? How did you choose that, that, um uh, tal and who chose it?
1: There is so much trauma.
0: I know. I know. I, know.
1: <laughs> I can't begin to tell you. So, That's why I
0: opened the Pandora box. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we had a lot of very heated, very long discussions about this, um, and mainly they went like this. So sales will tell me that they want to target someone, and I would go, "Hold on." A month ago, you told me you want to target someone completely the opposite. So, which is it? <laughs> so, part of me, part of it was me keeping people kind of accountable for what they said a month ago, uh, because there's, there's no way that an ICP can change within a month. Like, I just don't believe it. Um, but part of it was really that, um, we, so this is the odd thing, right? We had documentation of our ICP and we, had an idea already of what works because obviously Enrich's been running for a while and we have an established customer base but um what we didn't want to do is keep doing the same things because we've noticed that the market has changed we've noticed that our prospects are behaving differently and we've also noticed that the sales cycles in some of our prospect categories for example for the US have either doubled tripled or we just can't Um, access them anymore because some of the companies we were targeting, you know, uh, are struggling for money right now. Um, So we've decided to change it and we've decided to split things into tiers because we knew that we had to make a slight shift in direction in terms of who we're targeting and why. Um, But it was an enormously long process. Um,
0: But this came from you. I just want to understand also your role in this because you have a marketing team. The marketing team, I suppose, was involved in all this, right?
1: It was a whole team thing. So yeah. um, we've got a very lean leadership team. So it's um, me as head of RevOps, we've got a head of marketing, head of sales, head of SDR, and the only other person is the CEO on the leadership team. So um, mm-hmm. it's not a big group to get consensus from, uh, but it's also big enough that there are a lot of opinions. <laughs> um, but and but you a lot of- essentially...
0: You essentially facilitated this whole discussions, right? Like yeah. this is a role of a RevOps uh, because we are trying to understand also in a ABM motion and go to market strategy, mm-hmm. right? If we choose ABM, RevOps is the one that is facilitating and trying to make all these alignments between the sales, the marketing, and maybe sometimes the customer success. So. For the for the people listening we need to make it clear that this is uh, you know a responsibility that revOps is facilitating right not just Look, a- I mean
1: RevOps is the the voice of reason in the room, right? Mm-hmm. But ultimately we facilitate. We don't I don't believe in a RevOps function that dictates to other departments what they can exactly. and can't do. Mm-hmm. Um so my my role in this was to to be the little gremlin in the corner who goes, actually this isn't right <laughs> or um be the person who said, No, actually you said a month ago that we're doing this and you know, the direction can't change that quickly. And then also to say, Okay, let's let's document this and let's, let's make sure that we've got it all written down, all those kind of things. But um, I don't think RevOps can define ICP on its own because exactly. RevOps people mm-hmm. don't sell, RevOps mm-hmm. people don't actively market, and we sure as hell don't do any outbound outreach. So mm-hmm. we have to take direction from the team that actually do those things, and they're you know, sometimes anecdotal and sometimes data-driven um, insights as well. So, I think where anything with ABM is concerned, I would have RevOps act as the project manager mm-hmm. and the delivery team where the setup of it is concerned, and obviously the documentation and reporting and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's, it was very much a team effort throughout. I would say
0: that's interesting. So. um. Now you have you have all these things uh, set up. If you think of someone who is just getting started um, with ABM in in HubSpot, um, from all your learnings, from all the things that you that you implemented, um, what would you advise or to do like a must that people usually uh, ignore?
1: Um... I don't think people ignore this, but I think they're too scared to do it because it seems a long task. But clean up your database. (laughs) (laughs) That is the biggest thing, Um, because if you're basing your ICP on um, parameters that you don't have in your database already, then you are you are behind. You're behind everyone. Basically, so it's it's about making sure that you have all the um, all the fields that you need to actually define your ACP. Then it's about making sure that the data quality of what you have is good enough to to target. Um, and then it's also about creating all of the tags for your team to be able to actually, you know. Make those lists and go after those companies. Uh, where SDRs are concerned, and then also notify of uh, of any changes to those. So, database design for ABM is should be the number one priority. So, if if anyone's getting started with this, I would look at that first, because um, ultimately you're just going to get to to the end of it and realize you can't analyze anything because you you haven't you haven't structured it properly. Um, But I'd also say just in general, and this is from our experience of doing it, is start it earlier than you think you want. Like start the whole project uh, a few months before you think you need to get it started because it takes a while. Um, And it's not just the data cleanup, it's the aligning everyone and it's making sure that everyone agrees on stuff because you do really have to have consensus between all departments uh, before doing something like this. Um, yeah and that, that takes a very long time and it's traumatic for everyone involved
0: <laughs> mm. and and from your from your experience, what's that one thing that um costed you a lot of money in terms of budget what but was not really needed that much and was something that was could have been ignored initially.
1: Do you know what? I can't tell you that we've spent money like that much. We've wasted money on anything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we have. Um, we have invested quite a lot into um, our database itself. So we do use um, we do use quite a, a few different suppliers to actually design our account lists and make sure that our um, our tags are on in So place. what do you guys
0: use? Zoom Info, Cognizant, Apollo. Um, no, we use um,
1: combination of Built With, Crunchbase, and um, Apollo for mm-hmm. like further enrichment, basically. But mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. Built With and Crunchbase, we get our account list sorted. Um, so, yeah, so the data was okay. By uh, the way,
0: uh, I was blown away that uh, Build With is a one-person company.
1: Which is is it? Crazy,
0: Which is crazy for me, but yeah. I didn't
1: know that. That's mental. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's... Crazy. <laughs> Jesus. There's
1: a really good that whoever that person is is a very great person. So
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: um but yeah, so database was okay. Enrich obviously we get for free. I'd be surprised if we were charged for using that. Mm. Um and HubSpot, so it's quite interesting actually because we don't use marketing pro because we have um we have the Enrich advertisement platform. So Mm -hmm. I couldn't even say that we've kind of wasted money there where we could have had another Mm -hmm. advertiser. So in general, um, Enrich has always been about optimizing costs and being very lean. So Mm -hmm. any kind of new purchase is always examined very, very closely, like, can we do this in another way? Can we do it um, in, you know, can we do it cheaper? Can we do it leaner? Can we do it better? um and that's quite close to my heart as well so um we've we've not wasted money yet fingers crossed uh we won't come to that place
0: interesting for that um actually it's it's a good point that you can do abm without um marketing pro right like Mm -hmm. uh, hubspot marketing pro which means that uh, you can always get started with being more having this motion and being more relevant even though you you don't have uh, big budgets right mm-hmm. um I want to talk a bit about um how you guys do this the whole um research or how do you get relevant to those to to those companies that you target because many times this is the biggest one of the biggest issues that that I saw that we, we RevOps people we are living in this techno bubble. We might set everything nicely up, but um, in the end, those creatives, those ads, those, that messaging, that positioning is not actually aligned to the jobs to be done in the companies that we target, only the personas that you that you target so how how did you guys uh, deal with deal with that because this is a, essentially an important part of the whole revops uh, i mean abm um campaigns hmm.
1: yeah and i think we're quite in a unique position here because um the the departments that we target for enrich are sales marketing and revops and um all of the people that we have in this these departments on our side have some kind of experience with ABM or they've used an ABM tool before, they've used intent data before. So actually our our biggest asset for for content and for relevancy is our own people. Um, So our head of marketing does a really great job of uh, researching and asking people what what they think internally before before she even goes out to, um, to anyone with any external content um a lot of our kind of thought leadership stuff is coming from from the internal expertise that we have on this topic as well so it's not i guess we're not really a good example uh of a company that needs a lot of positioning and a lot of adjustment where content is concerned um but we are always kind of checking ourselves and reassessing like are we talking about this from our point of view or do we think this will be relevant to someone else as well? Um, but yeah, it's an, it's an interesting question, but just not, not something that we necessarily come up against because we are our own buyer personas. If that makes sense.
0: Uh-huh. You're very, you're very lucky, um, uh-huh. uh, in, in that sense for sure. Um, because yeah, you are, um, you, you exactly know what are the jobs to be done, right? so Um, yeah that's pretty cool um when it when it comes to um new things that you would like to try i would uh would like to to know what what are those innovations that you see what are those things that uh, you you saw with other companies or you read about that you thought okay this 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 is something that i didn't try but uh, this is my top three ideas in uh, ABM or in RevOps uh, that you would like to to give a try or that is in the, let's say roadmap.
1: Hmm, in RevOps in general, I've got one. RevOps
0: (laughs) or even ABM.
1: Yeah, so where in RevOps in general, so I'm always complaining about data suppliers and mm-hmm. i heard on the grapevine that um it, someone's developing a thing where it's basically a bidding platform so you input your um your desired like company and co- contact parameters and then this platform lets you bid um uh, lets providers bid on you know providing contact data to you so effectively instead of putting all of your money into one data provider and saying okay you you, you do this for me. You're able to access multiple databases and actually get the best results that way. Um, I just think that's a great idea. Um, <laughs> um, and purely because I know that there isn't one data provider that has all of the stuff. Um, and I think it's just, yeah, it's, it's mental that we haven't developed something like that before okay. Where, um, where abm is concerned um i think i've been curious about gifting for a very long time and how that can actually work um yeah, in yeah. i know we've got um we've got some of our team who have come over from gifting platforms, so abm but with done with gifts and i know from myself i'm the kind of person who you give me a voucher and i'll set a demo i don't care <laughs> So um, obviously, it would be good to see something that um, that does that, but also helps you build up that relationship with the with a client so that it's not just I'll give you a voucher and you set a demo and you disappear, but we'll we'll have a demo and then I'm able to keep up that relationship. So something that we've um, thought about is perhaps like um, like a coffee voucher something that can be redeemed as a thank you rather than as a incentive to, to attend Um, because Mm -hmm. there's always people like me in the world who would do anything for a voucher.
0: (laughs) Got it. That's um, that's, that's something that we did uh, internally Mm -hmm. uh, with our current customer and past customers. And it does make a big impact. We didn't do vouchers necessarily. I don't, I'm not a big fan of that, but we did actually uh, real gifts, right? Like we, we send them a package with different stuff. Um, we, we partnered with a company here that does more like business gifts. So mm-hmm. we, we went to some of the suppliers, but our being an agency, we had such a small, uh, you know, um, audience and like we had around, I don't know. 40 50 uh, companies that we we sent these uh, uh, gifts to and when we went out to the suppliers like the sendosa and the Ridge desk and all of those um, they had a minimum of 15k usd so we said that okay we will we will do it on on our own we will try to find a supplier and we found actually an e-commerce supplier and we turned them into you know, a gifting uh, for APM. <laughs> <laughs> we actually recommended them to the, uh, to some of our clients and they use the same method with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We even built some automation in in uh, HubSpot that whenever we are, um, some field is, uh, is, is filled in, like gift, uh, send, prepare a gift. Then we send an email to these guys and these guys prepare it and send them to the clients. So basically, <laughs> <Thank we>, you- <laughs>
1: Forced a company into a completely different territory. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Because uh, we were telling the guys either way, you are a business gifting company. Mm. we will we choose already what gift we want to uh, send to our clients so that was the you know simplification of things because all these other platforms you you have more like a marketplace so we said no you will send this particular package that you <laughs> made for us and you will send it to all of them um, when 30. you receive this email so and that really worked and it was like uh, i don't know 10 times uh, cheaper than going with the, um, so the thing is that um, if you have a company like uh, a gifting company, a gifting SaaS or the, these type of companies, we tend to believe that we can do gifting only if we have those platforms sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Or While... You know, you could actually build it on your own. And this is the um, maybe the Eastern European mindset kicking in <laughs> you're <putting> like <laughs> Okay, so let's reverse engineer how is this platform actually working with gifting? Because in the end what matters is that they get the gift. It's the the, the that emotional impact that you can make to that customer that you work with, right? Like Mm. yesterday, I just got a a screenshot from uh, Roland, client of ours in Amsterdam that, oh, wow, thanks a lot. We will also send something, yeah? And um, a month, a a year ago, a client from Munich sent me, believe it or not, a full box of 30 glasses of beer from Oktoberfest because, and, they just send it over, right? Mm-hmm. So no platform, no nothing. They just send over 30 bottles of beer, right? Mm-hmm. So I think um, in ABM, we need to think beyond sometimes the all the tech and all these uh, technologies and tech bubble because ABM at the end of the day is uh, marketing from the 80s, right? Like targeted account list, you hit the road, and you try to make relationship with yeah. those guys, right? Like, that's I think it.
1: everyone can get a bit of a Eastern European mindset from this chat.
0: Because
1: um, <laughs> I know, like, I've gone through this all my life. Like, someone tells me I've got a platform for this. And I go, well, actually, I can, I can build it with a little bit of sellotape and, like, a little bit of spit. So it will work exactly the same.
0: <laughs> yeah, I so- mean, obviously, some platforms like HubSpot, you cannot build it because I saw the... Wow. Yeah. the reverse also i saw eastern european companies wanting to develop their own crm because mm. and then in the they end up paying more for the developers and more for all the things because they wanted their own crm while you know uh yeah. you don't have the the same experience but with gifting let's be honest it's like not rocket science to no. send to someone well, uh, yeah there there's
1: some things that you mess with and some things that you don't Like you know I've got a whole host of reporting in HubSpot. And if I can't do something in HubSpot, we have Google Sheets, which is why I've always been like very iffy about any other data visualization tools, but it's it's things like that, right? But you have to have a solid foundation first. So I would always invest into like a one nice piece of software. And then if I can't do anything in there, That probably means I've I've chosen the wrong one, (laughs) Um, but yeah, more of Eastern European mindset, but not where CRMs are concerned.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Or ad platforms.
1: Or ad platforms. (laughs) I'm going to get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: Um, Great. So um, while, um, while we end up the call, uh give us some recommendations, resources, where you go and where you learn about RevOps and uh ABM.
1: Do you know what? I get asked this a lot and I'm always stumped. But with yeah. um with ABM, um there is there's so much there. Like if you Google ABM, there is I think there's like a, a million uh results or something stupid like yeah. that. There's there's just a lot. Um, but I would really, really recommend that people join up communities before they go to a particular resource. Um, so anything like uh, Robox Co-op, RevGenius, um, there's loads of marketing communities as well. There's B2B Rocks, for instance, um, loads of ABM podcasts too, but with anything like that with any resource that you find what i would say is just think about how it applies to your business because a lot of the resources that are published are published from a point of view of this is how we did it and i'm very aware that i've just preached about how to do abm from our perspective as well so think about who's writing it think about who's reading it and you know the context that it would apply in um and just cherry pick what applies to you but yeah Communities have been my go-to space for um, for learning anything about in the RevOps space or in marketing and ABM spaces as well. Um, obviously, have to plug our own blog because we have a lot of uh, really good content. So um, we write about just the very basics, like the ABCs of ABM. Uh, we've got loads of supplier lists and everything like that that people can go for um yeah it's a it's quite a useful place if i if i say so myself um but yeah communities and always think about what you're reading because not everything is applicable
0: that's a good one thanks a lot for this communities for sure i also would recommend pavilion it's Mm -hmm. a really great community to um learn and whenever you are whenever i was stuck with abm or even with revenue operations coming up with ideas i would always go in those those communities and actually um you know help um and get feedback Uh, also you anastasia gave feedback to some of my posts there in revops course. thanks for that
1: um
0: great so thanks a lot guys thanks for tuning in thanks anastasia for the uh nice conversation and um let's be in touch yeah
1: thanks for having me
0: thanks anastasia